It has been a long day, but I'm so excited about this material, I'm going to bring it to you anyway. Hope that you are having a great day. I am Tom Goolsby. I'm an attorney, been practicing about 25 years, have taught hundreds of lawyers, both in law school as an adjunct professor for about 18 years, and I continued to practice, of course, the entire time, even when I was in the Senate here in North Carolina for two terms, I continued to practice. I love my law practice. Of course, all practices have their ups and downs, but I have continued to enjoy it throughout all of these years, and I have shared a lot of what I have learned over the years. Most of what I teach you is Tom being stupid. I have learned the hard way, and I continue to learn, and that's what's so beautiful. And I tell you, the real pleasure for me about teaching is, you know, you really do learn, of course, by doing, but where you really learn your mistakes is when you start putting it down on paper and you start teaching people. So it's my pleasure to share my knowledge with you, but I want you to understand, I'm getting more out of it than you are because I'm able to really solidify what the lessons are that I've learned and get better and better at what I do. So the lesson today is on creating a superstar staff. Now, what is a superstar staff? Well, it is not what you might think, and that is, hey, I'm going to go out and hire superstar performers. We're going to teach on that later, how to find the best people, qualify them, get them in. I'm talking about the people you have right now, because the cheapest, easiest way for you to get the top flight staff that you want is to train your current people. And people are trainable. The interesting thing is about 90% of people don't ever do anything to improve their knowledge base. They're just intellectually lazy. Even attorneys, even doctors, even accountants, even realtors. I mean, you go throughout. We all have CPEs, CLEs, Continuing Professional Education, Continuing Legal Education, Continuing Medical Education. We all have it because our licensing agencies have learned what? you got to force professionals out there to learn the stuff they otherwise will be too busy to learn. So we got to do the same thing with our staff. Our staff are probably not. Now, you may have a, you may have a superstar performer or two on your staff right now. Chances are you don't, or chances are if they are learning things, it may not be what your organization needs the most. So what you need to do first and foremost is look at your firm and then start trying to figure out, and this is a good one, why do you do what you do? Why do you have the procedures you have? Who created those? When did they create them and why? And most of the time, you know what you're going to learn? You're going to learn that it's OBD operations by default. Why? Because you didn't have a standard operating procedure, you didn't have a book to go by. Any of you guys ever worked for a fast food restaurant? Any of you ever worked at a franchise? You know that when you go in, they have operations, training manuals galore. I've never worked at a McDonald's, but I've talked to people who have, and the first thing they do with new employees, or they have over the years, is they sit them down in the back and they take them through training modules. You know, they've worked it out. I mean, McDonald's hires and fires thousands and thousands of people every year. How do they continue to pump out the same hamburgers at virtually any location you go to? They have training. They have training. They have training. They have training. 
That's the way you do it. They break it down into simple tasks. They have manuals. They have DVDs or, or just really online modules now, and they break it down and do it. Well, folks, that is not operations by default. That's operations by training. That's figuring it out and establishing what it is you need. And if you want to have your employees doing the right things for the right reasons, you got to do that. Because why don't we have something besides operations by default in most of our law firms? I'll tell you the sad truth is because we don't have superstar managers. And who are those people? That, my friends, is us. We're looking at them. Go look in a mirror. And why don't the managers know any better? I'll tell you why. Because you were never trained in law school. Nobody ever taught you how to run a law firm, how to train your people, how to set up standard procedures. Oh, you learned how to litigate. You learned about you know, intellectual property, you learned about real estate law, you learned about contracts, you learned about all sorts of stuff, but you didn't learn about how to run a law firm and set up procedures for your people. Well, that, my friends, is going to change. You are now forewarned so you can be forearmed. We're going to fix this. Now, we have operations by default because we have training by default. What does that mean? Well, when you hire a new employee, what happens? I mean, who trains them to deal with the phone? Who trains them to deal with case intake, with exiting clients, with updates to clients, how to handle complaints, how to do anything? Chances are you either have heard that, oh, we hired them because they worked at a firm before. Great. Here's your desk. There's your chair. Good luck. Here's a couple of things I'll want. I'll do a little bit of training as problems come up with you and teach you how to solve them. But as far as actually training somebody as to the culture of the firm or even having a culture in your firm. It's all the worst possible result, and that is what filtered down. Now imagine the person that you've just hired, that superstar performer you want them to be, they look like the best thing since sliced cheese. You bring them in, you sit them down with an employee, and all of a sudden that employee who's doing their training is going to show them how to how, what the ropes are like, how we do things, how we deal with clients, they're having a bad day. And that new employee sees somebody in a poor mood, foul-mouthed, pissed off about clients, giving bad advice, doing things half-ass, and all of a sudden they think, hey, that's the firm culture, this is the way it works, I can get away with this. What happens? Unless they really are coming in knowing what they're doing, they're, gonna con they're, they're going to be a reflection of the environment that they're in you got to change that. we got to use the best training methods for emails, for software, for texting, how to use that for phones. If you listened yet to our uh, how to use your telephone, your oldest and your most valuable and expensive technology, and that is your telephone. Have you listened to that podcast we have yet? Because that's probably the first training that you can listen to and start literally having your staff comply with. So letters, how are letters done? How do they go out? Who does what? Or your employees, like I said, just dropped into a chair and they're told, hey, deal with the clients. When the calls come in, try to route them to the right place. You know, don't know how to handle complaints, don't know what to do, just send everybody to voicemail. And you know what? You can call firm after firm after firm, pick up the phone right now and call someone and you will be amazed at how crappy the reception is, how crappy handling potential new clients are. He's not in right now. He's in court. What do you want? 
Yeah, I tell you what, I'll put you on his voicemail. Really? Really? Somebody calls up with a crisis and this is what they get? Yeah, that's what they get. Why? Because nobody knew enough to train their staff. It's hit or miss, and it's only success by one thing, and that's just default. And it's crazy. I mean, think about how insane what's going on most likely in your firm right now is you are risking and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars when you look at money you could have coming in, money you're losing, and how much you're paying your staff to potentially do a half-assed job or to do half the job they could otherwise do if you give them the training. And I'll tell you, in the end, they want that training. They really, really want it. You can make more money and lose less money with training. You can dramatically improve your standards of performance. But this is what you've got to do first. And if you're taking notes, write this down. You have got to come up with your firm's objectives. What does your firm want to do? Let me give you an example. Here's mine, okay? This is a quote. To provide premier criminal defense and personal injury legal services in a positive, caring environment where we have established reasonable client expectations and work constantly to exceed them. Now, you need to write your own down. You can use mine and modify it as to what kind of practice you have, or if you have exactly the same kind of practice I have, you can use that. I'm, I'm not copyrighted it, but I'm telling you, you've got to establish your firm's objectives, and you can try one and then change it as you go along, but that is what you need to come up with, and you need to share that vision of what it is you want. And, and mine's broken down in a number of ways. I do criminal defense and personal injury, and I want to be a premier firm. That's why I have that word in there. I want my environment for my clients and my staff and me to be positive and caring. That's extremely important to me. Where we have established, and this is a big one for me, reasonable client expectations. I have a whole teaching I'm going to do on that in the future on establishing reasonable expectations. I've talked about it in some past podcasts, but it's very important that when clients come in the door, you lower crazy expectations. If somebody walks in with a a $15,000 fender bender, and they think it's worth a million dollars, and you don't cut down that unreasonable expectation from the beginning, you're an idiot, because you're going to have an unsatisfied client at the end of the day who's going to think you're an idiot, because you didn't sit there and say, oh, no, 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 your case might be worth on the outside, 10000 maybe 15000 at the most. You don't make them think that they are going to get a million dollars and then blow it for them at the end and make them think you're the one that screwed up. So setting reasonable expectations is a big, big thing for me. And I learned that the hard way. You know, not, want, not wanting to or worrying that if I, tell, if I don't tell somebody exactly how minimal their case is, they might go to somebody else who's lying to them. You know what? If they got to be lied to, go to somebody else because all you're going to do is have a pissed off client who can go around and tell 250 of their friends, you're a jackass, which is not what you want. So that's a big critical thing for me. And then work constantly to exceed those expectations. Because the best thing is, if you tell somebody their case is worth maybe around $10,000 and you get $15,000, they are elated. Okay. Same with me with my criminal defense work. I don't ever want anybody to think that they are walking away from jail when that's what they're facing. 
or they're not going to get supervised probation when that's what they're facing, or they're going to get out of a charge when I know they're going to get convicted. That is not realistic. You're a liar. You're misleading people. You're going to get yourself in trouble, and you're going to hurt yourself in the long run. So again, that's why we always work to constantly exceed the reasonable expectations we set from the very beginning. Your staff will love you too because they won't get, they won't have clients calling them expecting unrealistic things and mad. So that's important. Now, you need to write down your own firm objectives and you need to write it in your own words. You need to add in things if you want to really focus on profitability on efficiency, on a happy work environment, on happy clients, whatever it is you you really want your firm to be. And you might just jot those ideas down in a brainstorming session. And again, we've talked in the past. Spend 15 minutes doing this, okay? Detail out 15 minutes, sit down, write your firm objective. You've got to do that first before you can proceed. Now, once you've done that, once you know what your firm objective or objectives are, you can then start establishing your training criteria in order to meet those objectives and you can start progressing toward them. Now, training is going to take time. None of this is going to happen overnight. You're not to spend the next week or the next holiday sitting around at your desk developing standard operating procedures for everything in your office. First, it'll drive you crazy. Second off, you'll probably suck at it. And third, Facts of the matter is you're not going to do it. So let's not do that. Let's establish, though, some reasonable things to start going after and to start establishing and to start moving toward. And I'm telling you that the training is going to take time, but it's going to make you money. And you might say, well, Tom, how's that going to, how's training really going to make me money? First off, you're going to reduce the stress levels across your firm, which means you're going to reduce turnover rate. You're going to lose less staff if you've been losing staff. And when staff know what they're to do and how they're to do it, what's expected of them, your environment in your whole office is going to be calmer. It's going to be less stressful, and it's going to be more and more efficient. You're going to be able to measure performance so much easier because you're going to have all these performance metrics that are going to be outlined in the training that you do. And guess what? When staff exceed those requirements, not just meet them, but exceed them, it'll be easy to tell. And that's when you can start looking at giving out your rewards for the people that go above and beyond the call of duty, because those are the people that should get rewarded. Everybody else gets paid to hit the performance metrics. That's what you pay them a salary for. But if you don't have any, they don't have any, and you're just paying salaries out, and who knows truly in the end what you're getting. You'll also find that your firm's going to no longer be a reactive firm. Everybody's running around like chickens with their heads cut off, depending on the calls that come in, the emails, what the crisis is of the day. No, no, the hell with that. You don't want that anymore. You want to have a firm where everybody knows what the hell they're doing, is respected, is calm, and is knocking it out of the ballpark because you've set up the SOPs for doing, and standard operating procedures for doing, everything that you do. And we're going to knock that out as we go along. You're going to knock out what is the phone procedure? What is the intake procedure? What is the exit procedure for clients? What are, how do we do our updates? Are we even doing updates? And let me tell you, 
you, you interview, you survey any client, what's the one thing they say? Do they ever say, my client bugged the crap out of me. I was uh, my client. My attorney bugged the crap out of me because he just wouldn't leave me alone. His office wouldn't quit updating me on all the stuff they were doing. No, no, no. That's not what clients say. What clients say is, never heard from my attorney. Never found out what was going on. Never knew what was up. Couldn't get a word in from him. Was only told about things at the last minute. Hey, we got something. We got to get you here. Uh, again, if you set up these procedures for how you're going to update clients, how you're going to deal with complaints, you're going to find over and over and over again, your staff's happy, you're happy, your profitability goes up, your client base goes up, your clients are happy, they're going to tell other people about you, and your entire world is going to be so much better. Isn't that exciting? Isn't it exciting? But now, like I said, the other good news that should make it exciting for you, too, is it's not going to happen overnight. You didn't get to where you are right now overnight, and we're not going to get out of, some of you might be in ditches, some of you might be on solid ground, but you want to go to the top of the mountain, maybe. Well, you'll train, and you'll repeat what you train. You, you trained your, your staff on, and you'll repeat what you trained your staff on again. In other words, that first training session, don't expect things to change. They're not. People are stuck in their old ways of doing things, and it ain't going to be easy. This means you got time. This means that you're going to conduct training again and again and again. Nothing's going to stick from that first training, but it will with consistent reiteration and reinforcement. And this is what you call pre-programming for success. The other thing that we've talked about in the past, if you've been listening to a lot of our broadcasts here, our podcasts on Mastering Law, is that your staff is only going to respect what you test them on. So you can talk all day long, but if they know that you're going to establish phone procedures and then you're going to have people randomly call or you're going to call and test them. Say, hey, okay, you know what the procedures are. We've gone through all of the, the, the podcast on telephone procedures. You know, listen to it. You've taken your notes. You've done your training. And now you're going to test your staff. I tell you what, the minute if you go through a training session, you outline exactly how they're to answer the phone, how they're to take notes, how they're to respond to clients, how they're to deal with people who have issues or can't get the attorney on the phone or want to call back, how to hook clients, all the things that you know that they need to do in order to handle clients correctly, efficiently, effectively, positively, so that people have a great experience and think you guys are wonderful. Well, let me tell you, if they find out after you've taught them all, you're like, okay, do you feel good about what I've taught you? Yeah, I do. Great. Let's do a test right now. Go to your desk. I'm going to call in on my cell phone, and I'm going to be a new potential client. You want me to tell you what you'll see happen? Watch their forehead. You'll see sweat break out. Watch their eyes. You'll see, the, you'll see their pupils not dilate but constrict because they'll be hitting with a stress response going, oh, God, I was supposed to be paying attention to what he said? Oh, I thought this was just like stuff I was just had to listen to. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. 
we are reiterating, we are reinforcing, we are testing because we're going to pre-program our office for success. Now you might be saying, okay, that all sounds good. I've never done a training session. I don't know what it is I'm really supposed to do. I mean, I'm excited about trying to help my staff and put things together and come up with new ways of doing things or tweaking out the things that we're currently doing. You know, I, I do have some ideas, and we do have a lot of good training here on our podcasts, you know, and you may have some about improving the way that folks deal with emails. Maybe you really want to bring in a software expert to teach your folks how to use Microsoft Word to the max. Maybe you've got some uh, uh, compliance software, you've got some scheduling software, you've got any number of things that you want your staff to start using, and they haphazardly do it or they don't do it well. Hey, those are wonderful things to train in. Maybe you want to take some of the things we've taught about as far as using text messaging to get, uh, to get things to you immediately while you're, when you're at the courthouse or in deposition so you can respond to new potential clients. Uh, you want to learn how to really energize your staff as far as producing the proper letters, maybe doing direct mail to potential clients. I mean, all the things that are out there for you to do, they simply require you to set up a training module to figure out what it is you want to teach your staff teach it to them, and then to test them on it. Now, what I hope I've done in this session is get you excited about creating your superstar staff. Because what we're going to do in part two of this session is we're going to teach you actually how to run a training session. Now, I do have a recommendation. If you haven't listened to it yet or if you had not listened to it recently, please go listen to our podcast on telephone procedures because that is probably the best place for you to start unless you have a practice that you don't take telephone calls. And I know a few attorneys who get referrals from other attorneys or from businesses and they really just have an email practice. But most of us, most of us have a practice where a lot of our business and client contact and or client contact comes in over the telephone. I want you to listen to that right after this. And then I want you to go to part two and listen to part two on actually how to run a training session and to wrap up all of this talk about creating a superstar staff because you are going to be well on your way of establishing procedures, a manual, an entire training, and also using staff feedback. I don't expect you to know everything it is you need to teach your staff, but it's going to be important for you. And like we've talked about before, detailing a little bit of time every week for some strategic building, because we talk about planting those acorns. You don't have an oak tree until you plant an acorn, and you can't just create an oak tree overnight. It takes years for them to grow. We don't want to wait years, but maybe it takes a few weeks or a few months to grow that oak tree. But we've got to start planting those strategic seeds, and the biggest one that you're going to see the most benefit from immediately is going to be training your staff and developing standard operating procedures. Because what happens? What happens if you lose one of your staff and they're doing a critical function and you don't even really know what it is? You don't have any way to even train the new person to come in and take it over. 
Well, you want to have that down. You want to know exactly what they do, how they do it, why they do it, help them get more efficient. And again, I'm not talking about spending hours every day. I'm talking about spending a few minutes over several weeks, you know, detailing out 15, 20, 30 minutes, jotting down what it is they do, understanding, putting together a standard operating procedure and training so that when and if tragedy occurs, the person gets married and moves away, they get too old and retire, whatever it is, you've got a manual where you can sit down and bring immediately up to speed a new person or new persons. And the other thing that's so important is most of the time, businesses, businesses, law firms can't grow beyond where they are or even get into new areas or even take leaps with more cases and more money and bigger cases because they literally have ground themselves down to just operating by default. And that's going to kill you. We're going to change that. We're going to make it better. We're going to make your firm into exactly what it needs to be. And you're going to be there every step of the way, and you're going to love it, and you're going to feel empowered and excited, and this is going to be fun. And if you don't want to do it, you know what? You are consigning yourself to the garbage heap. So this has got to be done. Let's make the most of it. Let's schedule it. Let's make it happen. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you being with us on Mastering Law. If you have any questions, concerns, problems, all you got to do is write us. We're always happy to get your emails. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And of course, the biggest thing I ask, do this for me. I don't charge for this, uh, for any of these podcasts. All I ask you to do is go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Say something wonderful about us. And second, share our podcasts with other friends, with other attorneys, with people who you know they will help. God bless. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.